0: Thanks for listening to this message brought to you by Cornerstone Christian Church. For these and other great resources, please visit us at sparkswillfly.cc. I was telling Mr. Emmett before the service, I just love coming to church. You know, we live in a world where technology is just so rampant in the earth. That a lot of people are getting their church or their worship experience laying in bed, just scrolling through live stream. But there's something so significant and so special when the body of Christ and the family of believers just comes together and with one voice. Come on, that's when the Holy Spirit fell in Acts 2. They were all together in unity. They were all together with one mind, one accord. And that's when the breakthrough came. And we know that when the breakthrough came, the whole city, the whole landscape of the city was transformed. The whole trajectory of the city was transformed. Why? Because the people of God decided to gather together and lift up one voice. Hallelujah. So I'm so excited to be here this morning. How many know that every time that we come, God wants to do something fresh? That's my prayer this morning. God wants to do something unique. This Sunday is not like the Sunday past. It's not like the Sunday before, and it's not like the Sunday that's going to come. God designed and destined this day, and he knew that you were going to be in here, and he desires for you to leave changed. When people would come into the temple, back in the Old Testament, when people would come into the temple, they would come in the north gate and leave out of the south gate, come in the west gate and leave out of the east gate. Why was that? Because God desires for the people to come to the sanctuary, experience the presence of God, something to be changed on the inside of them, something to be transformed, and then when they leave, there's something burning on the inside of them to go out and change the world we are the church we are the body of christ yes this is the church that we come to gather to but we are to be the hands and the feet the new testament in the gospels it says go out and be the hands and feet the the salt and the life and now more than ever before the world is desperate to encounter the one true living jesus i'm so excited i'm so honored i'm so privileged to just be a part of a body of people who desire to experience the more of God. I'm so honored and privileged and just graced to be able to stand here and to be able to communicate and fellowship with all of these beautiful people of God. It's just something so special about doing that. That's one thing that, that Pastor Bill Johnson out of Bethel, that's one thing that they've done that's so beautiful. They, their kind of whole thing is to be a vibrant family of believers who are after the spirit of revival. Can I tell you that in this room, God is so pleased with your heart this morning. God is so pleased with the fact that you got up and you got dressed and you come and you came this morning to the house of the Lord. He's not angry at us this morning. He's proud of his sons and daughters. He's making intercession. Do you know and do you understand that you have a personal intercessor and his name is Jesus? He's seated at the right hand of the Father. And when you don't see him, when you don't feel him, when we are not encountering him on Monday, Tuesday, and throughout the week, God is working on my behalf and he's working on your behalf. He never starts working. When we sleep, when we slumber, God never sleeps. God never slumbers. And he's always making intercession on behalf. His plans for us are good, friend. His plans for us are so good this morning. And I'm so excited this morning to jump into this word. But before I do so, we had an awesome kickball game here this morning. uh, Yesterday morning, sorry, excuse me. And uh, the students beat up on the old guys. And so we've got some cracked ribs, we've got some pulled hamstrings, so if anybody's got some Tylenol for Coach Cleve and Mr. Terry, feel free to go see them, because they're probably extremely sore from the beatdown that my teenagers put on these old folks. So if you did not come, there's some pictures on Instagram and Facebook to go and look at, and there's, most of them are we're holding muscles and are screaming that our backs are hurting, so they're super funny. Uh, Go check those out. We had an awesome time. Um, Also, we've got our Miracle Healing Crusade. Gav, can we pull that up? We've got our Miracle Healing Crusade that we are so expectant for. Who's expectant for our Miracle Healing Crusade? (laughs) Jesus. This Friday night... We're going to start at 6 o'clock Saturday. Our team will be leading worship, Pastors Amanda and Fiaz Massey, all the way from World Harvest Church with Dr. Rod Parsley. They will be coming here, and we're just We're going to uh, come in this place expecting, mind-blowing, jaw-dropping, as Pastor John says, miracles in this place. And I'm so excited and expectant for what all that God is, God, God is going to do. How many is excited about what the Lord is doing at Cornerstone? God is on the move. God is on the move and the future is bright. I was telling Batman in the back, I told him, I said, man, I'm thankful for what happened in the past and I honor that and I wouldn't be standing here if it wasn't for all the great men and women of God who went on before me. But how many know, let's be like Paul this morning and let's look into the future with expectant hearts. I'm so excited for what's to come. I'm telling you, eye has not seen it, friend. Ear has not even heard it. It's not even entered into the heart of man. I told Miss Deanna last Sunday, I was like, you know, I'm thankful for the previous 10 years, but what about the next 10 years of our lives? We're not getting any younger. We're not getting We're not getting any. We're not getting any younger this morning. And so I want to encounter everything that God has for this church. I was telling Matt this morning. I believe that we are on we are on the uphill battle of increase. We are not decreasing. We're getting ready to experience the more of the Lord like we never have before in our lives. Do you believe that this morning? So I encourage you when you come this morning. Pastor Fial's and Pastor John have been communicating. They are coming expecting. I'm telling you, if you've got somebody in your family, somebody in your business that needs a breakthrough, that needs a miracle, I encourage you, invite them to Cornerstone, and we are going to see a mighty move of the Spirit. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, let's jump into the Word this morning. I'm excited just to do that, and I want to pray one time before we get into it. Father, I thank you right now for the power of your Word that transforms our lives. Father, we recognize that your Word, Father, is Spirit, and your Word is light, Father, we say today, transform us. Transform our minds. Transform our spirits. Stir us. Father, let the people of God and let your people leave encouraged this morning. Let them leave changed this morning. Build up our spirit man. Make us stronger in you this morning. Holy Spirit, we call on you now. Fall afresh in this place. Do what only you can do, Holy Spirit. You are the God that saves. You are the God that heals. You are the God that delivers and sets the captive free. So Father, we say today, do the supernatural. In jesus mighty name that no word would fall down void no word would just fall to the ground but father i pray that as it goes into the spirit father they would not see me they would not encounter me or hear what i'm saying that they would encounter you this morning father father we're after you we're after you father we want to hear what you have to say this morning jesus and it's in your name we pray amen let's turn in our bibles to first samuel chapter 30 verse 1 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 1, I want to talk to you this morning about recovering the land, discovering a new territory, recovering the land, discovering a new territory. 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 1, I'll be reading out of the New King James this morning. Over the past week or so, I've really felt just the pulling of the Lord to just go after new things and how many know that when we get ready to go after new things new territory that sometimes we can experience backlash from the enemy we can experience things that might come up against us why because the enemy desire he does not desire for you to go into new dimensions with him amen he doesn't he doesn't he's not he's not very concerned He's not as concerned with you as much as what he is concerned about your territory. And so that's what I want to talk about this morning. When we experience the enemy, what do we do? How do we stand in faith? Why? Because 1 Peter 2.9 tells us that we are chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and we are, to join, we are joint heirs with Christ, and we've been given the authority here on, here on earth. Amen? So in this story, David, to kind of set this up, well, let's just read it first, and then we'll set it up, and I'll kind of go over the context. Many of you are familiar with this. First Samuel chapter 30, it says, Now it happened when David and his man came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag. They attacked Ziklag and burned it with fire and had taken captive the women and those who were there. From small to great, they did not kill anyone, but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men... Came to the city, and there it was, burned with fire. And their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices, and they wept, until they had no more power to weep. Verse 5 And David's two wives, Inaham and the Jezreelites, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite, had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people were grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord. Say, strengthen himself. He strengthened himself in the Lord. Then David said to Abiathar, the priest, Amichalek's son, please bring the ephod here to me. And Abiathar brought the ephod to David. Verse 8, so David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue? Say, pursue. This troop shall I overtake? Say, overtake. And he answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them, and without fail, recover all. Somebody say, recover. recover. Verse 9. So David went, he and the 600 men who were with him, and came to the brook. where But he da- came to the brook, where those who stayed who were left behind verse 10 but david pursued he and 400 men for 200 stay behind who were so weary that they could not cross the brook we're going to skip down to verse 17 verse 17 reads then david attacked them from twilight until the evening of the next day not a man of them escaped except for 400 young men who rode on camels and fled Verse 18, this word recovered pops back up to us. It says, so David recovered all that the Amakalites had carried away, and David rescued his two wives. And nothing of theirs was lacking, neither small or great. I love that. Sons or daughters, spoil or anything which they had taken from them, David recovered all. Last verse 20, then David took all the flocks and herds they had driven before those other livestock and said, this is David's spoil. How many believe and how many know, how many of us know in this room this morning that God desires to recover what was lost? So Many times as the body of Christ, when we try when we try to push our way into new things, sometimes we experience the attack of the enemy. But it's never, we know that it's the enemy that comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and he's a defeated foe. But it's the Father who gives us the strength. It's the Father that gives us the might and the power to overcome the land. And so, this is what what we see in this story. In this context, David had actually been rejected beforehand by Saul. We know the story. That moving up, David begins to experience great favor in Saul's house. In Saul's sanctuary, per se. In the temple of Saul. David is experiencing great favor. How many know in this room that sometimes as we experience favor and as God pours out increase on us and on our churches, that many other people begin to rise up in jealousy? Many other people try to throw stones and cast. Why? Because they're not experiencing the same breakthrough that we are. So, what, what we see with David here is that he never allowed the backlash. He never allowed the attack of the enemy to determine his destiny. And that's what I want to tell you this morning. I've come to encourage you. I've come to provoke you this morning. So that way when you walk out of here, you're not leaving depressed or down, but you're walking out with a word down on the inside of your belly, down on the inside of your spirit, and know that you've got the weapons already provided, friend, in your hand to destroy every attack attack. attack of the adversary God desires to use you in more ways than you can even imagine David was a young man he didn't really have the greatest history but he was anointed and he was set apart and he had the oil of heaven resting upon him and because of that God used David to catapult him and to experience great things the Bible says that not only David, but all of his mighty men killed at least four other giants other than Goliath. Goliath was not the only giant that was slayed by, that was slayed by David and his mighty men. Why? Because they come up under, under the leadership of something that was strong. And as they did that, God ended up using David and his mighty men to destroy the works of the enemy. So this morning, what I wanted to point out in the context of this story is David's Persecution per se. David's very things and the the attack of the enemy that was uh, that was uh, the enemy that was after his life was actually the very thing that helped push him and helped catapult him into his divine destiny. I don't know what you experienced 10 years ago, but the latter will be greater than the former, friend. I don't know what you're experiencing right now, and it may not be all that great, but I've got news for somebody this morning. Let's look at the life of David and what Paul says in the epistles that we're pressing forward to the future, looking expectantly and intently for what you're going to do. David did not allow Saul, even though he was a son, right? Even though he was a son in the temple, he knew his place. He was set up for favor. Can I tell you this morning that you're set up for favor? Cornerstone is designed to experience the favor of the Lord. I believe that we're going to begin to go into such areas and such influence and such areas of increase that people are going to look and we won't be able to do anything but just point to Jesus. There's been so many times where people have come to me and said, man, how does that happen? What do you, how do you do that? How do you experience what you experience? And all I know to tell them is it's him, friend. It's Jesus. He's the one that goes out and fights our battles. You know the song that we sing. This is how I fight my battles. He goes out and prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. He fights for us. He goes before us. And if God be with us, who in the world can stand against us? Greater is He than is in us, than is that is in the world, friend. So David's persecution was the very thing that you that God used to catapult him into his destiny. He experienced persecution. He experienced things where people were not so crazy about him. But how many knew God used David to do great things? I love what he says, and it's so real, What he says in here. When he says verse 8 so David inquired of the Lord saying Lord shall I pursue this truth and he's basically asking Jesus for a word how many know that David was a man after God's own heart he knew what God's heart was he knew that God's heart was to prosper him was for him to destroy the works of the enemy but why did David go and do does what the, why did he do what the Bible says there he inquired of the Lord why because he was seeking his face he was seeking a divine word of the Lord. Because when you and I, the sons and daughters of the Most High God, when we get a word from the Lord, nothing can stand against us nothing can stand against us. Why is that? Because the power of God's word is spirit and it gives life. There's nothing like getting a word from God. How many of you in here have a word from God? You've, you've got a word from a prophet. You've heard God's voice audibly. You've been given a dream. You've been given a vision. God speaks in many different ways. And I so love, and my heart can connect with David's in first Samuel chapter 30, because he knew what God's heart was. He knew that God desired to use him in mighty ways. And he knew what the Outcome was going to be, but he did, he was seeking the face of the Lord, and he was seeking what God would have him to do. I've often made this comment. I've often said this that I believe that God is going to do something fresh. He's going to do something new in this place that we've never seen before. What it looked like 10 years ago is not going to be what it looks like 10 years from now. What God was breathing on then may not necessarily be what He's breathing on now. I love a good hymn. I love to exalt the Lord. How many knows we need some of that yes now? But how many know that God's alive, breathing, and moving on the earth today? And if we spent half as much time reflecting back on the past... Is what we, If we spend near as much time looking to the future and celebrating what God was doing now versus what he did then, I guarantee you your life will be a life of breakthrough. I guarantee you that. But we're creatures of habit And sometimes we like to be like the dog that constantly goes back to his vomit. And I've come to give you good news this morning. I've come to give you just a good word of faith this morning. That God is getting ready to do something in you. He's getting ready to do something in this church that we have never seen before. We've never even seen it before. I'm telling you, friend, listen to me. Listen to this. Just because we know what the outcome is doesn't necessarily mean that the same procedures that we use to experience the outcome in the past will be the same procedures that God will use in the future. Just because we know the outcome doesn't necessarily mean the Holy Spirit is going to use the exact same things that he did then. And I'm telling you, I'm so excited about what's new to come. I'm so excited about what's fresh, what's on the horizon, God. Send in the fresh bread, the fresh worship, and do something unique. Do something significant. God is not boring, friend. He's alive, breathing, and moving. He's got, he wants to reveal the secrets of his heart to you. But it's in the secret place. It's in him. Listen, listen to me this morning. True obedience. Gavin, can we roll with that prophetic intercession? That Nathaniel Code. That'll help me push. When we when we hear a word from God, God does not necessarily judge us, or He does not necessarily, He does not necessarily look at us intently for us to apply the principles of kingdom and dot all the I's and cross all the T's. But what he is after is that when he speaks to you, you choose to respond correctly. He's not necessarily after you doing all the things right. He's not necessarily you making sure that you dot every I and you cross every T. But the Lord is after you responding to when he speaks, we move. We catch his word and then we release his word. It's time for the body of Christ to rise up in power. It's time for the body of Christ and the church in the south to raise up with fire. We need bold men and women of God to stand in these pulpits and to preach the gospel with the unction. Leonard Ravenhill in his book said, in Why Revival Terry, said, With all thy praying, I pray, Father, give me the unction of the Holy Spirit. The only way we get the unction of the Holy Spirit is nearness to him. When we draw near to him and we hear his word and we go out and do his word, that is when God catapults us into more. God is constantly testing us, not because he wants to see us fail. He's a good God. But God is constantly testing us. Why? To see to the degree of what measure we can handle the glory. God desires for you to be a glory carrier. Adam and Eve were in the garden, they were naked. They knew that they didn't even know that they were naked. Why? Because they were were clothed in the glory. Then, when they sinned, that's when they tried to hide themselves. You are meant to be a carrier of glory this morning. Oh, that's good news this morning, friend. So, let's move on. Let's move on this morning. Everybody okay? David experiences rejection. God catapults him into reign and in Israel. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, God is setting you up for victory. Come on, tell them. Tell two or three people. God's setting you up for victory. He's already, he already knows the outcome. The battles that you're facing now, the distractions that are in your life now, is the very thing that God is going to use to attack the work, to, to go after your adversary. He fights our battles for us this morning. Amen? That's good news. That's good news this morning. Pursue, overtake, and recover all. David sought the Lord about a new brainer. He knew what the outcome was, but he knew that he needed a word from God. And I've got news for Cornerstone this morning. We have received a word from God. We know that the word of God says that this year will be a breakout year. We know that the word of God that this will be a cancer-free zone. We know that the word of God has told us that God desires to take a into Georgia, Florida, North Carolina, Tennessee, and all the other parts of the world. Why? Because He desires to use this house. And He desires to use you, friend. Wow. Wow. Pursue, overtake, and recover all. We're talking about recovering the land this morning. We're talking about going into higher dimensions. We're talking about going where eye has not seen and ear has heard. I want to experience everything God has for me. I don't want to look back 10 years from now and say, God, well, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have said that. I wish I would have prayed for that person. I wish I would have lifted my hands in worship and gave God the praise that I know he was worthy of. And instead of that, why don't you spend your time? Just go ahead and look a little crazy for Jesus has he not been good to you oh he's been good to me friend he's never left me he's never forsaken me and if, the gra- if, if my past was great how much greater is the future going to be let's look to the future with expectation this morning God desires for us to recover it all Would you, if you were a part of this house 10 years ago and you said God was moving we've not even scratched the surface yet We don't even know what's to come. We don't even have the facility to hold what God is getting ready to do. I choose to believe the word of the Lord. I choose to believe that the blood speaks a better word. I know that when we turn on our TVs, we see this and we see that, and it looks like the world is going to hell in a handbasket. But I've got news for somebody this morning, and if I could stand on Mount Everest and shout it to the world, this is what I would say. Jesus Christ is the hope of the world.
1: In him we have our
0: faith. In him we have our peace. In him we have our joy. It's in him, friend. And if he is with us, nothing can stop us. So many Christians, we walk around. Well, God took it from me. God's trying to take my family out. No, he's not. God desires for you to prosper. He's a happy God. He's a, he's celebrating over your life. The very fact that you got up and came to the house of the Lord this morning shows God and it shows me that you're after His heart. And because you're after His heart, God rewards those who diligently seek Him. Those who go after Him in the secret place will be rewarded in the public place. So what helps you get to your destiny, what will help this church get to our destiny is our level of proximity to him. It's our nearness. When we come out of the prayer room and we're dripping with oil, the enemy tries to, take, tries to get us and he tries to entangle us. But because we're saturated and we're drenched with the oil of heaven, nothing can stop us. The enemy can't hold us. Why? Because we've got the anointing. We've got the power. We've got the authority. And we're dripping with holy oil. Oh, I feel it in my bones this morning. I guarantee you if you go home and get in your prayer calls that your life will start to change, friend. That's what David decided to do right there. He knew he needed a word from God. He went and got a word from God and he conquered the land. The Amalekites came in and burned the whole city. They were going to take the whole city. It's in flames of fire. and The wives are getting captured. The children are getting captured. And David goes and says, Lord, would you have me to pursue? Would you have me to recover? And would you have me to overtake? And God looks at David and he says, you go out and you pursue the land. You go out and overtake them. God's telling Cornerstone this morning, you go out and take the land. I'm with you. You go out and, de- and destroy the works of the adversary. Why? Because I'm with with you. He desires for you to recover. He desires for you to overtake. And He desires for you to pursue position and progression we're confident in him and we move forward we put one foot in front of the next foot in front of the next foot and we recover the land God is not after you this the, your enemy is not after you this morning he's after your territory your enemy is scared to death of you why because God because he knows that if you ever get the revelation that you've got the weapons that you need to recover the land then he'll start freaking out and all hell will break loose why because when the body of Christ gets endued with power and they get the revelation that they've got the weapons that they need oh we're wreaking havoc and I came this morning you better listen to this skinny white boy I got news for Cornerstone this morning God is about to do something great I'm losing my voice I feel it this morning we're going to recover it friend we're going to recover it stand up I want to pray right now I'm telling you there's an anointing Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, in the name of Jesus, we release the spirit of recovery. Father, we say we want to recover the land. Give us the land, God. We want the land, everything you have for us, Jesus. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Give us the power. Give us the courage. Give us the strength. We say today, Father, do it through us today. In Jesus' mighty name, you may be seated. Ho! 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 Jesus! The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Miss Karen, is Mr. Rick healed this morning? He's healed. Mr. Allen, are you healed this morning? The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. If you'll learn to start celebrating what God has done through others, God will start working in your life in more ways. If you're believing for a breakthrough, start celebrating what He's already doing. And you better get ready because God is about to work on your behalf. God is about to influence your situation. You may say, oh, God, I don't see you. I don't feel you. God's on the way, friend. He's helping you. He's a present help in the time of need the book of this book right here the gospel the good news it tells me this that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and seek their face he will bring the breakthrough so we got to seek His face. When we seek His face, the breakthrough comes. I'm calling you this morning into a greater place with intimacy with the Lord. God is about, to, I'm telling you, you don't even think you can be used by God. Some of you are sitting in this room this morning. Listen, it's not about me getting up here and screaming at you and spitting. It's about you guys getting the revelation that you can walk out of these doors and to go, and to go destroy Satan. God desires for you to destroy the works of the adversary. And I have had enough. I'm just telling you, I'm fed up this morning with we walking around, us, the body of Christ. We walk around defeated as if we can't lay our hands on the sick and see them recover. That's how we act. I'm not, listen, when I say recovering the land, I'm not necessarily talking about houses and money. I'm talking about your sphere of influence. I'm talking about what God has put in your life, your territory. And when you start praying for your people around you, and you start wreaking havoc on the enemy, there's nothing he can do to stop you. God is with us this morning, friend. We were in that office when David and Catherine Mullins came. Y'all know Catherine. And, and David, y'all know, if, if you've talked to him much, you know he's got a soft heart. And he just looked at Pastor. And he told Pastor, he said, he said, Pastor John, I just feel like I'm supposed to tell you something. Pastor goes, what is that? He said, I just feel like that I'm supposed to tell you. God said he's with you. Everything that's in your heart, you're going to see it fulfilled in Jesus' name. Come on, that's good news for the house this morning. I'm telling you, I'm telling you we're on the horizon of something great. God, I text Matt last night and I told him, it's almost like that—like divine destiny is knocking on our door. Sometimes when I ride through sparks, it's almost as if I sense the very atmosphere being pregnant with revival. God desires to use this house for revival. The spirit of awakening, this place is to be a pool of Bethesda. When the angel came and he stirred up the waters and the lame man went down. Why? And he was healed. That is what Cornerstone is this morning. The lame will come to experience Jesus. The blind will come to experience Jesus. The deaf will come to experience Jesus. The demon possessed and the captive will come to be set free that's what this place is called to be and you better go invite somebody to this house because what God's getting ready to do I can't even begin to tell you you need somebody that needs a breakthrough get them here and you start praying for them take what you get in this house and don't keep it shoved up on the inside go and let it get out God wants to spread this thing like wildfire Jesus, this is good news this morning. So we're going to recover the land. It's the intimacy. We stay near to him. We get a word. We stay near to him. Nearness to him is what gives us the supernatural power to win. Nearness and proximity to Him and a place of prayer and a place of intercession is what gives us the supernatural power to overcome the enemy. That's what David did in this story. The city was being burned with fire. The city was just being overtaken by the enemy. And God and David went to God. and he said, "God, I need a word from you." And that's when he', had, he gained the supernatural ability to go recover the land. This is our land, friend. This is God's land. And because it's God's land, it's our land. Do you believe that this morning? Cornerstone belongs to Jesus. And because Cornerstone belongs to Jesus, and because me and you belong to Jesus, this is our territory. And it's time for us to stop walking around as if we're dead, as if we're dead beaten. We can see signs, wonders, and miracles right here in South Georgia. Just because God's moving in the earth other places doesn't mean that He's forgotten about Cornerstone. The latter's going to be greater than the former. We haven't even seen it yet, friend. Right. Hallelujah. Let's move forward. Let's go to Luke chapter 8, verse 26. I'm going to read some scripture to you. Yeah, you guys just hang out right there. I'm liable to go nuts at any moment. Thank you, Jesus. So, my first point. Get a word from God. God desires for you to recover the land. Second point that I want to make to you this morning. Understand that God is coming after your territory. He's not coming after you. Let's read Luke chapter 8 verse 26. Because if the people of God can ever rise up in power, the enemy doesn't stand a chance. If the people of God can ever get their weapons in hand and start mowing down the enemy, you better get ready, buddy, because revival is on the way. Oh, I feel it this morning. Luke chapter 8, verse 26, talking about a demon-possessed, being, demon-possessed man being brought to Jesus. It says, Then they sailed to the country of the Gadarenes, which is opposite of Galilee. And when he stepped out of the land, there met him a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time. And he wore no clothes, nor did he live in a house but in the tombs. Verse 28, when he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, what have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, for it had often seized him and was kept him under guard, bound with chains and shackles. And he broke the bonds and was given and was driven by the demon into the wilderness. Verse 30, Jesus asked him saying, what is your name? And he said, legion, because many demons have entered him. Verse 31, and they begged him that he, would not, that he would not command them to go out. Wow. I have so many thoughts running through my mind right here. Thank you, Jesus. And they begged him that he would not command them to go out into the abyss. Another word for abyss is a bottomless pit. Verse 32, now a herd of many swine... Was feeding there on the mountain. So they begged him that he would permit them to enter them, and he permitted them. Verse 33, I'm almost done. Then the demons went out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the lake, and they drowned. When those who fed them saw what had happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. Listen to me. If there had never been a demon possessed man, there never would have been a miracle. If there never would have been a miracle, Jesus never would have came, and the people would have never experienced breakthrough. Can I tell you? this morning that when God does miracles in this place the miracles are great but it's not only about the miracles the miracles are an announcement that Jesus Christ the living young one Yeshua Yahweh the great I am is present in the room yeah, yeah. miracles are great I want to see cancer healed I want to see the dead raised and I want to see demons casted out but I'm after him if we're after him the miracles will come that's what we see in this story Then the demons went out of the man and they entered the swine and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the lake and drowned. Verse 34, when those who fed them saw what had happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. It started spreading like wildfire. Verse 35, then they went out to see what had happened and came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had departed sitting at the feet of Jesus. I love this story. Clothed and in his right mind. That's the wonder-working power of God. And they were afraid. They also had seen it and told them by what means who had healed by the demon-possessed man, and he was healed. Then the whole multitude, and it just goes down. I want to read verse 39. We'll skip down. Verse 39. Return to your own house and tell what great things God has done for you. And he went away, and he went his way and proclaimed throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, you got to fight. Look at your neighbor. Tell them. Tell two or three people you got to fight. you got to fight for your territory. I've never really been a fighter People that know me will tell you I'm pretty much a peacemaker. I like to get along. I like to just be happy, laugh, and cut up. But oh, if you start messing with my stuff, this skinny white boy will fight you in a heartbeat. You mess with my wife, my dog, and my family, my house, and my stuff. I'm trying to tell you. And that is the outlook that we have to have when it comes to the territory that God has given us. You can do what you want, devil. But when you start messing with me and when you start messing with my family and you start messing with my territory, I've got news for you. I've got weapons to destroy you. Pastor John talks about praise being a weapon Your praise is a weapon Your worship is a weapon It's the weapons that we have I'm not talking about carnal The weapons that we have are not carnal But they're made mightily in God Matthew, t- Matthew 11 verse 12 The kingdom of heaven suffers violent And the violent take it by force You mess with my stuff Come on I want my stuff back I don't want people to walk in here with cancer And we not be able to pray and see them recover I want my stuff back I want my stuff back. The devil can't have my children. The devil can't have this house. The devil can't have Adele. The devil can't have my family or my car or my business. He can't have it. Why? Because I'm a child of the Most High God and I'm a king's kid. The devil, the demons, they go to Jesus and they're negotiating with Jesus and they're telling him, Jesus, don't cast me out. You can cast me out of the man, but just don't make me leave the territory. Can I tell you something this morning? Cornerstone is about to use, God is about to use Cornerstone to take over new territory. God is about to use this church to expand the kingdom of God like never before. Oh, I'm just in Sparks. Oh, I'm just in Adel. What's that matter? We've got God on our side, friend. The demons are after you. The enemy's not after you. He's after your territory. We need to get this revelation this morning. God has given you land to possess. Before we walk in the territory that God has given us, we must first understand that we are to own our territory. We just sit back and let the enemy take whatever he wants. We let him do what he wants to do. What about, what if this, what if the people of God would rise up And in the middle of the night, they would get on their knees and seek his face and begin to wreak havoc on the very gates of hell and say, God, not today. And I'm talking to you. This is Stanton Moore, and I've got news for you today. You may do this, and you may do that, but you can't have my stuff. You can't have my territory. You can't have my stuff. I'm not going to let the enemy have my territory. I'm not going to let him have this city. This city belongs to us. The city belongs to the people of God. I don't know know what news you're reading, and I don't know what book that you've been plugging into, and what TV show you've been watching. But it's the body of Christ that God desires to use in power. The power and authority actually belongs to the church. It actually belongs to the church. But we've allowed the enemy to come in like a flood and just take all our stuff. My gosh, let's move in power this morning. You've got the power on the inside of you to see different levels of breakthrough that you don't even know exist. So let's inherit the breakthrough. Amen? Come on, I wish I had half a church that believed that the God of breakthrough is in this house this morning. I don't care that it's summertime. I don't care that we're small in number this morning. The only thing that God needs is your yes. He's after your heart. He doesn't care if there's 500 people in here or 10. He doesn't care if there's 5,000 or 5. God just needs a hungry heart. That's all he's after this morning. The demons didn't want the man. They were after the territory. Oh, hallelujah. There's a man by the name of Frank DiMaggio, I believe his name is. He lives out in Portland, Oregon. He goes and he's running a revival and he goes and he listens to this man preach. And this man says this. He makes a pretty crazy statement. He says that these different pastors and these different leaders started getting stakes, wooden stakes, and they would drive them all throughout the city. And they would write revival on one side They would write reconciliation on one side. They would write revolution on the other and renewal on the other side. And they would go and they would drive these stakes into the ground. I'm talking about recovering the land this morning. You with me? Stay with me. I'm aware of the time. I'm talking about recovering the land this morning. What the enemy tried to take for us, he can't have. What the enemy tried to steal from us, I'm telling you, God is about to renew it all. He's about to bring it all back into your lane. Amen? They would take these pastors from Portland, they would take these stakes, and they would mark them in the ground. And they would say, this land belongs to Jesus. This street belongs to Jesus. This city belongs to Jesus. This ground is marked with the power of God. There's some pieces of property, per se. We talked about this. There's some pieces of property that are just real important to Jesus. I don't know how to explain that to you. I don't know how to communicate that to you, but all I know is there's like there's something in the dirt of this ground. The very atmosphere of of where you're sitting right now is pregnant with the spirit of revival. The very place that you're sitting, I'm telling you, before you got here, you've been prayed for. There's been great men and women of God who have stood on that platform. And there's been a lot of seed that's gone on the ground. But that was then, and I've got news for you now. Everything that was done then has not gone in vain. And it's been like a sweet-smelling aroma that's gone up in the nostrils of Jesus. And he saw it then, and he sees us pressing now. This is our territory. This environment belongs to the people of God. This ground, this land, this carpet, this church. that Listen, if God said he's going to give us the field, he's going to give us the field. Either he is who he is or he said it. Either he's going to do what he said he was going to do or he's not. And I choose to believe a better word because in him I have my confidence. We can, we can go toward the throne of grace with boldness. We don't come deep beat down and say, God, if it be your will, God, if you want to do it, if he said it, he's going to do it. If he said it, he's going to do it. If he said you're going to own three cars, a golden retriever, a white picket fence, and a three-story house, then you better get ready because it's on the way. God's word is faithful. God's word is true. He never lets us down, friend. If he said it then, it'll happen now in Jesus' name. He's after your territory this morning. We've been through too much. I guarantee you that there's people in this room that the enemy's tried to take out. There's people in this room probably that have been molested, people that have been persecuted, people that have experienced hardship. The enemy wanted to take you out before you ever got to Cornerstone. Why? Because like King Herod, there's a spirit. The enemy's on the earth and he's seeking who he may devour. Right? But God is standing at the door of our heart and he's just waiting on us to open up. And when we open up there's no devil in hell the devil is a lie can't have my stuff you can't have this church you can't have my family and everything that he said for me is going to come to pass in Jesus name the devil's a defeated foe this morning he's a defeated foe he's been defeated over 2,000 years ago I'm not giving credit to the devil listen people want to walk around and be like Satan is the opposite of Jesus he wishes he was the opposite of Jesus he's a fallen archangel friend and he's a defeated foe Nobody can stand at the name of Jesus, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the one who holds the sun, the one who holds the moon, the one who holds the stars. He is still to this day. This book and Jesus is still the greatest thing and the mightiest power on the earth. As pastor says, it's still the greatest number one seller. And nothing that the enemy can try to do will stop it. Do you believe that this morning? Oh, I feel a breakthrough anointing in this room. I feel the spirit of breakthrough in this morning. I don't know what you came here believing, but I'm telling you today and when we go in the next weekend, we're about to see breakthrough like we've never experienced before in our lives. Jesus, do it right now in the name of Jesus. Let the Spirit of breakthrough, come and hit this house in the mighty name of Jesus. Let these people rise up in power, God. Let these people rise up in authority and recognize that they've got the weapons to destroy their adversary. Catapult them through the works of the enemy. Let them rise up in power. Let them rise up in authority, Jesus. You've got some stuff. You don't even know what stuff you've got. God's got stuff for you, and He's got stuff for your future. But you gotta own up to it. Listen. Oh, well, it is what it is. The devil is a lie. Oh, it's just gonna happen. How it, however, it just wants to happen. The devil is the is a liar. We've been given the power. We can pray and th- see things shift. We can pray and see things happen. Our children don't have to have sex before they get married. Our children don't have to go out and sell all their wild oaks because there's power and the people of God being united in one mind and one voice and one spirit united together, gripped with one passion in the spirit of prayer. Amen. The people of God is the greatest force on the planet, friend. Jesus Actually, when we look at this story in verse 26 of this demon-possessed man, first of all, I'd like to make this point. I'm almost done. First of all, I'd like to make this point. This man was drawn to Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is the light of the world. People will come to Cornerstone to experience the light. So you better get ready. You've got the light living down on the inside of you. This man was demon-possessed. He was cutting himself. He was a nasty, grotesque, messed up kind of guy. And when he went to Jesus, Jesus casted the demons out of him, into the heart of swine, and the whole town came out to see what Jesus was getting ready to do and what he was doing. Hallelujah. If you don't listen to me this morning, if you don't see your... I'm going to break it down real elementary for us. If you don't see your stuff as your stuff, the enemy will take over the land. If you don't understand that your territory belongs to you, Cleve's territory is Cleve's territory. Brian's territory is Brian's territory. And there's no devil in hell that can stop them recovering the land and obtaining everything that God has for them. I probably sound like a broken record this morning. But when I went to God in prayer, I said, God, what can I tell these people, Father? To encourage them, to provoke them, that they will leave change. Father, don't let them see me. Let them hear from you. And you know what he told me? Go tell them that they're about to recover the land. They're about to recover the land. Pursue, overtake, recover. Pursue, overtake, recover. Pursue, overtake, recover. God's people will move in power in the spirit of unity. We are one in the spirit. We are one united together before the people of God experienced the move of God in Acts 2 when the Holy Spirit fell. The passion translation says that they were all together in one mind and one accord gripped with one passion interceding night and day. Can I tell you this morning that there's power in our prayers? When we come in here this morning and we lift up the name of Jesus, things are happening. Things are happening. Before things can happen in the natural realm, things have to go on in the spirit realm. And as we pray, I'm talking about intercession and understanding that we've been given the authority, Miss Cyan. Right? We've been given the power, friend. Do you believe that this morning? Do you believe you have the power this morning because you do? If you don't hear another thing I tell you, don't walk out of this place defeated. Don't walk out of this place depressed as if you're just going to be sick the rest of your life. As if God's just going to never allow you to walk in financial freedom. If God's, oh God, he's going to kill the dog, he's going to take my family. No, he's not, friend. He's a good God. He's a good God. Do you believe that this morning? We're going to go to higher places. Do you believe that? We're going to go to where we've never gone. We're going to go higher than we've ever gone. We're going to go see things that we've never seen. We're going to go deeper than we've ever gone before. We're going to go wider than we've ever gone before. Hallelujah. He's after your territory, but he can't have it in Jesus' name. We got to kick. We got to scratch. We got to bite. It ain't going to be a pretty fight. I'm not just going to slap you like, you know, like Muhammad Ali did. I'm probably going to be more like Mike Tyson. And when you come up in here and you start messing with the The people of God, I'm getting ready to bite you. I'm getting ready to scratch you. I'm going to crawl you. I'm going to do everything I can in my power. Because I know he that is working in me is greater than any spirit of the enemy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You've got the power this morning. I should have titled this message, You've Got the Power. You've got it. You've got the authority. Don't walk around depressed. Don't walk around sick. Don't walk around defeated. God is with you. Ho. Oh. In verse 22, before the storm, ever, before the demon-possessed man ever encounters Jesus, I've read this story a thousand times, but this revelation never came to me. The enemy, Satan, he tried to use a storm in verse 22. Now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples and he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Jesus was after new territory and they launched out. The story goes on to basically say that Jesus and his disciples or on a boat, and they encounter wind. And Jesus is asleep. He comes out and he rebukes the, the storm. Y'all know the story. Luke chapter 8, verse 22, right before this demon-possessed man comes to Jesus. The enemy tried to use the storm to stop Jesus from getting to the man because when the man experienced this breakthrough, that's when revival broke out. Yeah. I read the story a thousand times and I I was reading it a couple days ago when I was putting this word together and I realized that the very thing that the enemy tried to use back in verse 22 was the very thing that he tried to stop Jesus from doing. There's no wind in your life that can stop the work of God in your life. There's no storm. There's no rain. Oh God, if you could just get a revelation this morning. I don't know what you're going through in this house this morning, but God is getting ready to do something supernatural. Jesus, the storm tried to stop him. The storm wouldn't let him. He, if it was up to the enemy, he never would have got to the demon-possessed But God prepares a table before us in the midst of our enemies. He makes our enemies our footstool. What we think is hard for them is easy. What we think is hard for Jesus, it's, it's like just dropping this towel right here. It's easy for Jesus. It's easy for Jesus. It's easy for him this morning. What we think is difficult for him is not difficult. Mark 9, verse 23, I believe it is, Miss Iann. With God, all things are possible. There is nothing too difficult for our God. There is nothing too difficult for Jesus. There's nothing too hard for Him. No situation is too far gone. Your children that are out selling all their wild oaks right now, they're not too far gone. That cousin or that aunt or that uncle or that brother or that sister that's out in the world, they're not too far gone. Come on, who's got a lost son or daughter right now that needs, that just needs breakthrough? In Jesus' name, right here, y'all stretch your hand this way toward the back and this way right here. Father, right now, in Jesus' name, Father, we release the Holy Spirit to go and captive their heart, take their hearts captive, Father, arrest their hearts right now, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, there is nothing too hard for you. There is nothing too difficult for you, because Father, when we call on your name, you hear us. That with the Spirit of the Lord. Is. father anything can happen where two or three are gathered in the midst father there you are John 14 14 father your word declares it that when we call on your name father it shall be established let, the, let them return home right now. Father we, re, we, Father, we are looking intently for the testimony that we're going to get next week when they return to the house of the Lord. And they say, I don't know what happened, but my son's home. I don't know what happened, but my daughter came home. In Jesus' name, arrest their hearts. Holy Spirit, he's after the territory, but he can't have it. Pursue, overtake, and recover. Pursue, overtake, and recover. Pursue, overtake, and recover. It's about your destiny. The purpose, it's all about the purpose of God on your life. God's not concerned about, I mean, the enemy's not concerned about you. He's concerned about all the people that you're going to lay your hands on and see him recover. That's what scares the daylights out of your enemy. It's when you start praying and it's when you start believing that the same God that you pray to is actually the same God that hears you when you pray and the same God that hears you when you pray is the same God that is the God of breakthrough breakthrough in your mind breakthrough in your heart breakthrough in your spirit you are the God you are the God of breakthrough we got to pray and believe that God actually hears us this morning. we got to pray and believe that we're just not praying a prayer that sounds good and it looks good and we lift our hands and we do the church thing. But I need some people, some fighters that'll say, you know what? I've had enough of the enemy just taking what he wants to have. Let's wreak havoc on the gates of hell and let him know that Jesus Christ, Yeshua, is alive and he's on the inside of me. And if I'm walking into my territory, there's nothing that can stop me you say man you're crazy you're really passionate about that I make no apologies about it friend I refuse to allow the enemy to have his way in my life He's seeking who he may devour. But I got news for you. The Lord's more powerful. The Lord is stronger. His word speaks a better word. And if you need a breakthrough, I encourage you, get in this word, because as you declare the word, it is spirit and it gives life. This word gives life. You start proclaiming Isaiah 50, or excuse me, Isaiah, yeah, 54, verse 17, I believe it is. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. You start standing like Mo- Moses, start standing like Joshua. When God said everywhere you put your foot, it'll belong to you. Everywhere the cornerstone puts their foot, it's going to belong to them. In Jesus' mighty name. You can have what you want this morning. Yeah, you can have it. You just got to go after it. I'm tired of the body of Christ just acting as if we can't possess what we want. If God gave it to us, friend, he's faithful to reveal it. Miss Rosa. If he said it, he'll do it. If he spoke it, he'll reveal it. In Jesus' name, experience breakthrough like never before. The power of breakthrough is in this room this morning to recover the land. And I wish I had some intercessors this morning. That when we stand up to pray this morning... That, oh, they're going to begin to walk. They're going to begin to pray. And we're going to fill this area right here. I don't know if you want to walk or I don't know what you want to do. But we're going to open up these doors and we're going to shout it to the city. That this territory, this land, this city, this state, this region, and our community belongs to Jesus. This city belongs to Jesus. This church belongs to Jesus. This state belongs to Jesus. The enemy can't have it. It belongs to Him. It belongs to Jesus, the great I am, the one who is, the one who was, the one who is to come. I wish I had about 10 people who would get excited about what God is getting ready to do on the earth. My God. who? Oh some plots of property are just more valuable than others because what is in the ground this property is valuable to Jesus this church is on the heart of Jesus right now if you go and and God was to open up his heart you would find cornerstone right smack dab in the middle of God's heart he's concerned with you this morning he's concerned about you and your life and he's concerned about this church this morning not in a bad way he's concerned because he wants us to see everything that we want to see he wants us to wait walk through every door Ho! asking you shall receive knocking the door shall be open to you seeking you shall find all you got to do is ask for it friend the kingdom of heaven is at hand God's not far off this morning. God's not some statue sitting up in heaven. God is close. He's a present help in the time of need. When John the Baptist baptized Jesus and the Holy Spirit descended like a dove, the Gospel of John says that the Holy Spirit remained. And when the Holy Spirit remained on Jesus, it drove him to the wilderness. And when it drove him to the wilderness, that began the ministry of Jesus and the signs and wonders and miracles began to break out all over the land. Can I tell you this morning that if you've got the Holy Holy Spirit alive, and if the Holy Spirit is breathing and moving on the inside of you, you've got the power that's going to catapult you into your destiny. Oh, I believe it this morning. Nothing can convince me different. I'm a wild man on the loose, and I'm not gonna apologize for it. I'm about to wreak havoc. You're gonna catch me if you come by 1401 Bear Creek Drive, probably at three o'clock this morning. Miss Abby will tell you that I'll be up in the guest bedroom. I'll be on my knees, and I'll be seeking his face, and I'll say, God, I need you more today than I needed you yesterday. God, I need your Holy Spirit to break out like you've never broke out before. God. God, let your fire and your Holy Spirit break and move in the city of Adel. Father, right now I pray in the name of Jesus for Cook Primary School. I pray for Cook Elementary School. I pray for Cook High School. I pray for First Baptist. I pray for First Methodist. I pray for Greg's Baptist and Pastor Emmanuel Brown and Pastor Samuel Brown and Pastor Brian Gay and Pastor Eric Gordon and Pastor Ronnie Brinson and Pastor John Bagley and I say, father let your holy spirit fall my god stand on your feet this morning if you pray in the spirit i encourage you to start praying in the spirit pull up isaiah 62 verse 11 please god has not forgotten sparks god has not forgotten cornerstone God has not forgotten Liz Thomas, Camille, John Siler, Alan, Ian, Steve, Batts, Terry, Karen, Franklin. He's not forgot about the people of this house, Donna Edwards, or anybody else. Miss Maydean, I've got good news for some Cornerstone families this morning. Oh, we're about to ascend the hill of the Lord. Oh yeah, you better start stirring your heart. You better start stirring your faith. God's getting ready to break out. And when God breaks out, something supernatural is about to happen. Something divine, divine destiny's knocking on the door. Breakthrough, miracles, signs, wonders, salvation, deliverance in Jesus' mighty name. Isaiah 62 verse 11. Isaiah 62 verse 11, not 2. We're a city not not forsaken. Indeed, the Lord has proclaimed to the end of the world, say to the daughter of Zion, surely your salvation is coming. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him. Next verse. Oh, I love it. And they shall call them the holy people. You're the holy people. The redeemed of the Lord. And you shall be called, sought out, a city not forsaken. Sparks is a city that's on the heart of God right now. Cook County is on the heart of God right now. Oh yes, he is. Cornerstone's on the heart of Jesus. And if it's on God's heart, you better get ready. We're a city not forsaken. We've experienced hardships, we've gone through some tough things, finances have been out of whack, we've not seen healing, we've not seen breakthrough, we've experienced all kind of stuff. But I got news for somebody up in the house this morning, we're about to see a mighty move of God. What you saw then is Nothing. Why do you think the angels, the 24 elders, and the four living creatures can circle the throne in Revelation 4? Why do you think they can circle the throne and they've been saying, Holy, 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 holy is the Lord God Almighty who is and was and, was and is to come. Why do you think they can do that? They've been doing it for 2,000 years and they've not even scratched the surface yet. Yeah, that's the, that is how good God is. He goes on and he goes on. And so what am I trying to tell you? What does that have to do with anything what you're preaching about, pastor? It's because this. What God started in 91, he plans to fulfill in 2018. 2018 is the year of breakthrough, friend. You need, to, you need to believe that, and you need to claim that for your house. You need to proclaim that for your husband, for your wife, and for your children, and for your business, that if it can happen at Cornerstone, it can happen to your family. Oh, yeah, it can happen to you, friend. The spirit of breakthrough is in this room this morning. Oh, I believe it to be so. A pool of Bethesda. Oh, yeah, stir up the waters, Holy Spirit. Oh yeah, a pool of Bethesda. In John chapter 5, people would come to experience Jesus. Father, we say let the rivers flow in this place. Let the rivers flow in this place. that people that come who are needing a drink, Father, let them drink of the Holy Ghost. Because one drink of the Holy Ghost is all they need. One moment in your presence is all we need. One touch from you, Jesus, that's all we need. One moment in your presence, one time that we see your face and your eyes that burn with fire, that is all we need. Why? Because Jesus, you are enough. Father, we're not satisfied. We're crying out for the more this morning. In Ezekiel chapter 47, I'm done. In Ezekiel chapter 47, verse 1 through 9, the prophet and God and God are talking. And God leads him into the sanctuary. Can you turn this up just a little bit? I'm just to kill myself. And I, in Ezekiel chapter 47 verse 1 the prophet is led into the sanctuary and God starts to take him y'all know the story and if you don't I'm going to remind you he takes him further and he takes him further and he takes him another thousand cubits and he takes him another thousand cubits and as he begins to go further and further and deeper the water gets deeper the water gets more it increases the water increases can I tell you that the waters are increasing in this church like never before and if I were you, I would open up my eyes to see that God is alive, breathing, and moving on the earth. And he's moving in this church. We just got to be like Bartimaeus and cry out that God would give us eyes to see. I love this passage in 47 in and in Ezekiel 47. Why? Because when God is leading him through the sanctuary, the waters are getting deeper, the waters are getting heavier, they're getting more, and it's almost over his head. And when the waters get over his head, Ezekiel can't even stand. The farther you go, the deeper you go. The more you go with God and the higher you go up the mountain, the deeper the waters get. And I don't know about you, but I want to be way over my head. You sound, that sounds crazy, man. I don't even know what you're talking about. All I'm telling you is this. God's spirit, sorry, God's spirit is something that we cannot even understand. We can't even fathom it. Right here. In Ezekiel 47, he goes further and further, and it gets to the point that the waters are out of control. The waters are out of control. Can I tell you that as for me and as for this house, and I can probably speak for a lot of people in this room, we're after an out-of-control revival. I am after for something that's way over my head. We just got to be like Peter. All we have to do is submit to him, we rest to him. We rest in his goodness and his mercy. And as we rest in him, his spirit will break out. Let's let's think about Ezekiel 47 for the rest of the day and understand that, and let's just pray this prayer, that God's going to take us deeper, God's going to take us farther, God's going to take us further, and we've not even seen what's to come. I'm going to pray, and as I pray, I want this team to, to do, if you'll pull that down and if you'll begin to play, I want to play that song, You're an Army, Dressed for Battle. I want to take the land this morning. Can we do that? I don't know. I wish I had. David, can you guys help me? Let's just pull this back. Let's just pull this back this morning. Come on, let's respond. Let's respond to this this morning. It's twelve twelve. We're gonna be out of here in just a minute. I believe me, I'm starving too. Okay, but it's not gonna hurt us. Let's press into the more of God right now. Can we do that? Come on, you're an army. Dress for battle. Do you believe that this morning? A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come nigh your dwelling. No God's beside him. No God's like him. If God is with us, who in the world can stand against us? I feel a breakthrough in this room this morning and I wish I had about five or 10 intercessors who would come and would get in this water. Miss Ian, come help me pray. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Father, we pray, let your Holy Spirit bring out. Father, we say today, we are an army, dressed for battle. Beside you, there are no other. No God like you, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Rapha, our healer, our provider. Father, we press into you this morning. Oh, we need more of you. Take us up. Take us up. Take us up this morning. Come on. Let's pray. Let's pray this morning. Let's pray this morning. Thanks for listening to this message. For more exciting content, visit our website at sparkswillfly.cc and connect with us on social media.